Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. The reason why this kept me awake, Adrian, is because like my entire existence <laughs> has been me understanding my Latinidad and just kind of mm-hmm. like in high school being, you know, not quote unquote Latina enough, like not being femme enough, not being all these things, and mm-hmm. finally finding a comfort in the identity but also within the, like the comedy community specifically Eita, Brasil. Tá New York I know you Oh, hey, hey, humans. Uh, Oh, my God. I'm sorry I started it that way. Uh, I've been watching a lot of The Sopranos recently. Um, Hi, human beings who listen to this show. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome to the first La Mescla of 2021. Happy New Year. Um, I hope the rest of your 2020 was manageable somewhat manageable like who the fuck knows uh this show uh, unfortunately has been dormant for a little bit because of everything but i'm so happy to be back uh and i'm so excited to uh get into a a, a new year of content foregrounding some really really cool artists um here in new york city and all over the country you know i don't discriminate uh oh you know what here's the first rambly intro of the year Uh, i'm so excited uh to be doing this show and for you to listen to it let's get into the guest our guest this week is the amazing Lorena Rusi. Uh, Lorena is a queer Latinx pro soccer player turned comedian and filmmaker and writer and director and everything. The, the, the whole multi-hyphenate experience, everyone. Uh, we had a really, really great conversation about uh, her time working on The Late Show, uh, about her come up in the comedy scene, about the way she developed her act, and about recent comedy drama on Facebook that I was really excited to get into. There was some juicy comedy drama recently and we got into that too Uh, i'm really excited to be bringing you this episode and i promised myself that this year the intros would be shorter and less neurotic so i'm just gonna leave it here and say please enjoy this episode with lorena russi I'll do my yes uh who <laughs> yeah no problem wow what an amazing note to start on I'm that's gonna be the beginning <laughs> okay oh my god I love it okay Lorena let's get into it thank you so much for being here on La Mescla uh let's uh just start by introducing yourself to uh my mom's friends which is what I call my fan base because that's like 70 (laughs) percent of my fan base Uh, just introduce yourself to my mom's friends and uh tell us like where you're from and what your what your mix is so to speak um okay (laughs) hi my name is Lorena (laughs) your mom I just Sorry, that really tickled me because I wish people were more straightforward with who their fan bases are, which is truly a a man that misunderstood your podcast title and thought it was like come mixing in uh, with different come. And they're like, (laughs) why did I get a, what is this Latinx girl? Um, My name is Lorena. I prefer Lorena. I was just saying to you, Adrian, before we started recording that I'm Mm -hmm. trying to get the people to call me Lore. and it's a lot, but so far I'll be happy with Lorena. How new How new is this development of you trying to get them to call you Lore? Well, so I have a friend who's a writer director and she just got a project approved. This is a long drive. She got a project approved by AFI. We just filmed the proof of concept, which was great. And everyone hey. on set called me Lore because that's what she calls me. And it really warmed my heart because I was like, oh, like people can say it. It's four little letters and it makes yes. my heart. Yeah. 
Um, so it's as of like two months ago, but I'm like, I go by Lore now. I'm trying Word. to make it kind of my like seal moment. My life. I like it. One name. I like it. Okay, I could thanks. see it working. I cannot tell you how, I know we were talking about this before we started recording, but I cannot tell you how much I relate to the whole, like, should I ask people to pronounce my name correctly? Cause like sometimes yeah. I just don't have the energy and I'm just like, you can call mm -hmm. me Adrian. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Honestly, eye contact is all I need at this point. I don't even need yep. Yep. an uttering of a close syllable. <laughs> Extended eye look contact. At me in the eye. Extended eye contact. You'll yes. have my respect. Um, Okay, I hope your mom's friends love that. Um, I'm sure they da, did. Da, 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 da. What? I, uh, yeah, I guess I'm a comedian. I also have difficulty with this because everyone <laughs> has been going to a lot of doctors lately and they are like, oh, you do stand up and that drives me cuckoo. So I haven't found the right job title either. I have so many problems. Um, no, She's so multi-hyphenate, everyone. A multi-hyphenate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I do acting, writing, directing, uh, host. The big dream is to host a game show, Steve Ooh. Harvey style. I want to be your retired uncle and just say, come on down. I think that's I mean, fun. the game show hosting game is like kind of where it's at. It seems like good, like fun work. It doesn't seem like every anybody like oh, stresses too much. No, it's a bad. I actually, so uh, the T is that I booked a game show this year for what? real TV. I know. And I was like, guess what? I don't like you. I've never liked you. You're dead to me. I'm making money. And then the COVID of it all ruined it. So Ooh. yeah, I know. So it's not, it, you know, was it a good game show? Unclear, but sure. it's both COVID and my own personal choices. Are we, are we allowed to know what the game show is? Or are you NDA'd up? No, I can't. I can't say, but uh. follow me, like subscribe for whatever is that happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i can't say and by can't say i mean i shouldn't because i really i'm, I'm one sentence away from ending my career um but mm -hmm. aren't we all uh, aren't we all um but yeah game shows that's what i want to do drew i mean look at drew carey he it's like meditates dream. now yeah he lost all this weight he's, he's doing great he's doing great he's doing great yeah didn't I'm they like, just bring back oh, the weakest link? Who didn't they just bring that back? Yeah, Jane Lynch. Oh, that's not a, sure why that came back. I don't know, but I remember that show. I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah, but I just saw. I remember something happened. It's kind of like when you read Harry Potter and that transition from like, I love Harry Potter to like, oh, these these books are for children. Is like mm -hmm. kind of was my realization of. The weakest link, I love it. Oh, this show is repetitive. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I I, re yeah. I relate heavy, not to get into Harry Potter slander, but I had that exact, yeah. uh, I had that exact trajectory with Harry Potter, which is like, I the really like this. And then so, many, this so many people in my life are just like, I'm getting a fucking Harry Potter tattoo and it's my whole identity. And like, <laughs> and I was like, these are children's books. These are children's books. <laughs> it's a 15 year old boy on a broomstick, okay? He deserves whatever <laughs> happens to him. Oh, I'm gonna catch shit for that. Uh, so yeah, let's the, the so comment, we're gonna get dragged in the comments. Uh, that's absolutely. my intro. I love J.K. Rowling. Rowling. Oh God, talk oh, about a woman's oof, name oof, that I can't oof, say. Oof. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I've never. I don't actually even know how to read. It's incredible. My wife is watching all of this horrified. She's like, "This is the person <laughs> I, I've married." <laughs> oh my! I'm so, so, I'm so glad you have. Today. I'm so glad you have at least one live audience member. Well, the pandemic hasn't changed a thing. My right. audience members are still just the one, mm -hmm. just the one there for me. Yep, uh, you gotta yep. you gotta get in touch with some of your mom's friends. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll I'll fly them over from Colombia. They'll Word. be like, "Okay, hey, not understand a thing." <laughs> That's normally my mom. She comes to shows and is like, "Yeah, I loved it." And it's like, "Oh, what happened in the show?" Well, I and then like she just talks about herself, and you're like, mm -hmm. "Okay." Mm -hmm. uh, you did not pay attention. Anyway, the apple didn't fall far from that tree. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> so wait, where did you grow up? So I'm uh, from Queens. Okay, word. Where in Queens? I know. Uh, Regal Park. Okay. A lot of Buharians there. Um, yeah, I, it's my. It's why I say I have an attitude problem. I just think I've always <laughs> been a disgruntled truck driver from like six on. I'm like, you like that bagel? And that's kind of how I hang out with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the real. I've been I've been rewatching The Sopranos recently, and like all all these like deeply felt tri-state area types are like my favorite <laughs> type characters. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where did you grow? 
uh, in uh, Yonkers, just north of the city. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Could, oh, it would never work between us. I know, I know. There's the reaction that, that every New Yorker time. has when I tell them I'm from Westchester. <laughs> I think it's the, um, when I started doing my own taxes, because I freelance, obviously. Oh, right, the uh, special I saw the Yonkers, Yonkers tat, and I'm like, you sick son of a bitches. Don't you get enough <laughs> <laughs> pretending to be New Yorkers? Yeah, well, great, here we are. Yeah, this podcast has been fun. I have to go. So I fun. love, I've honestly been loving it. <laughs> so did you go to public school uh yeah yeah okay. with that tone yeah i did right. why because i'm a big old dummy what okay um, wow yes. you are you wow. are projecting you are projecting, yeah, projecting. um <laughs> no no i'm kidding. uh yeah i did go to public school i love public school my dad actually uh teaches gd uh in the bronx so what nice. that means is like uh, it's not called that anymore but it's basically the high school equivalency so right. he can't, he, like we immigrated here and he got his master's because he's annoying and very like talented. And so he's like, yeah, I'll get a master's in a different language. And so I think my family, we've always been very into school and very into like public education and the oh, government and city helping, uh, helping out, you know, just whatever. Um, my mom is a personal trainer, marathon runner. So she's oh, ding dong. Yeah, wow. yeah. My dad also used to play semi soccer, semi pro. So between the two of them, um, there is a a drive to perfecting the mind and body in my family. Uh, and so to answer, and then you yes, decided to, to do comedy. <laughs> and then you decided to do comedy. I love that. Yeah, they were thrilled. No, I actually just interviewed them about it, and they uh, were very loving. I think it's because the camera was on them, but I'm. Mm -hmm. No, for a fact, my mother has called my sister, who is a data analyst and is making so much money. And my mom right. has called her being like, I'm, I'm worried. She needs to get a real job. <laughs> a real job. <laughs> and my sister's like, mm, yeah, there's a, yeah. Uh, but here we, are. Uh, here we are. Public, public school education. No, yes, I went to public school. And then I actually went to college. I went to Queens College, which is uh, sponsored by the city. Is that Spons sponsored? Funded. Funded. Oh, is it a CUNY? Right? Yeah, it's a CUNY. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. What'd you yeah, study? I, I majored in media studies and uh, minored in film and English lit. Nice. Yeah, wow, English I, lit. Yeah, yeah. I like storytelling. It makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> My dad uh, was very into movies growing up and he was really into traveling he's super super poor and he basically uh would always be the number one kid in his school and so he got like a bunch of scholarships to go to wow. uh, different colleges different schools right so he went to like the best college in Columbia just off of his big old brain and wow. then he uh also was always like I need to travel I want to go to the world so like he I basically had his film camera with like all his old photos and uh yeah, he um, he always also was just really into movies. He was kind of like a weird, like if you've ever seen Breathless, he's like a black and white film. You know, he's just very earnest, very strange, huh. very like ironic, but not too much. I um, love that. What type of yeah. films was he like, was he showing you when you were young? Porn, just a lot of porn. It was sick. very upsetting. It was sick. upsetting. He's a sick, sick man. Different well, podcast, okay. different podcast. What the guy who Googled your podcast was looking for when he was looking for the cum, the mm -mm. different cum mixing. The callbacks, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's professionalism. <laughs> if you fast forwarded, uh, which fair enough, go back a couple of minutes. What <laughs> movies did he show me? We were really into, this isn't a movie, but I Love Lucy was like our like bread and Word. butter of the household. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, you know, not super unique, but just kind of, I think the idea of like, just watching movies, but not just like basic. I don't know. He's very intentional about it. He watches like documentaries every night. Like I'll catch mm. him on YouTube, Googling how airplanes take off and land. He's just very <laughs> curious in that way. And I think- Seeking knowledge, seeking knowledge. Seeking knowledge. So he gets really bored with books. He'll only read the first chapter of a book. And then like he, his study is full of just like, like astrology books. Um, wow. Like if he were, yeah, if he were our age, he would probably be really into like astrology, but because oh, he's wow. uh, 60, he's into the stars <laughs> and planets. Is, are, is your, is your family into astrology in general? Where do you stand? No, on no, 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 no. 
I have no idea. I'm just a lesbian. That's like as far as I go. I'm like copy. here for the community. Copy, 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 you, copy. copy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you into astrology? I'm I'm astrology agnostic. I like don't give a fuck. But like increasingly all of my increasingly all of my friends and everybody I know is just like yeah. you're such a Scorpio. And I'm like, well, fuck. I don't yeah. know. That comment makes me want to make a spear out of like wood, just survivor I style and just feel you. It and just Dude, feel you I feel you no disrespect and like it's fun it's fun to like talk shit about but like the second people take it too seriously I shut down yeah that being said I am very much an Aries with a mm. Pisces moon oh um, I'm for- I'm a Scorp- Scorpio uh, Vir- <laughs> Virgo moon that makes sense mm-hmm. we make see it's an it's also more annoying because it's it's correct um yeah. I, I did a show I did a show <laughs> Where um, for Snapchat, where the host was the astrologist. I think I have this actually conveniently. No, I don't. I think my wife threw it away. That nagging wife. um, I have this like thing that. Do some take my my wife, please jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Take my wife away. She drives me nuts. Um, Oh, I have it. Hold on. Stay right there. Nobody move. (laughs) Okay. So she was, she is an astrologist. She didn't die, was. She is an astrologist. And um, she like read, like I gave her my birthday. Oh my God, it's covered in coffee. It's my natal chart. Wow. So, wow. It literally, I, this actually looks like a bad movie. If you I love it. The magic, I, also, yeah. I also did not tell you this before we started recording, but I only released yeah. the audio of this. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. So edit this part out. Anyway. Um, okay. No, um, I'm so keeping no, like, it. Instagram I am keeping it. Though? Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hated that. I hated that. I hated. I hated that. Okay. Um. Well, I guess I won't talk about anything. No. Anyway, she she read me my chart, and I had no idea what was going on. I mean, mm. literally. Again, no one will see this, and you're editing this out. But look, it's this beautiful. Like fucking tra- look, this all means something. This I know. Is like I've the been fucking Da Vinci Code. I've had multiple friends do my Da Vinci Code pamphlet, whatever, oh. and like it's I, it's like the level. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Is yeah. that it's all. Yeah, of course it's right because it's all written generally enough that it could apply to anybody at any given time. That's my gripe. That's my gripe with astrology. Okay. It's fun. He's it's upset. Fun. It's fun. I'm He's crying. Upset. I'm yeah. sobbing. Flashback. Adrian is actually going to astrology school, but they won't take him. Fine. I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. cut, cut to present day. I have no baggage towards these people. Of course not. None. None at all. Wait, so <laughs> when did when did performing was performing always a thing? like while you were studying or when did that come in so good question um what me and my therapist (laughs) talk about all this is why i get Um, paid zero dollars to do this show (laughs) um so i was like always a very uh, annoying kid like i always was like yeah like i got jokes i got zingers but i was Mm -hmm. never funny i was never popular clothes i was the weird jock like I always I dressed super androgynous the old mm-hmm. school term was the tomboy and now right. really it was just I dressed like a twink and I was like ready and I think in my head I thought I was Zach Morris but I was just I was like a mop so not I was screech at best so like kind of lived my life in this way and then when I was like 11 or 12 I discovered I wasn't cool in a way that was really painful and mm. like I was like bullied a lot on my soccer teams, uh, classic, you know, who hasn't Damn. been. And then just kind of- I really... also got bullied on my soccer teams. What's okay, up? hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> but what's annoying is for uh, like boys or men, if you're good, they're not jealous. They're jealous, but they, I don't think you get bullied as versus like girls. If you're good, they're like, mm. you think you're like so cool and you're, it's like the opposite. Because right, when right. you turn 12, you're trying to get hot. And for boys, right. it's like being good at sports. But yeah. for girls, if you're good at sports, you're a fucking loser. I, so I that like, makes all yeah. the sense in the world. I definitely got bullied because I was terrible. <laughs> okay, okay, good. I just wanted to double check. You're yes, yes, yes. soccer savant and yeah. getting bullied. I would have been horrified. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I really, I think I, I probably shut down. I probably also was like, hmm tinkering with sexuality in my head but not really so I didn't know what was going on and then I quit playing soccer this all pertains to your question I promise uh but like (laughs) when I turned 
17, I joined a new team and I got more confident because the coach was really kind and like really supportive of me. And then, you know, 18 went to a school where I didn't play soccer because it was too late to, um, you basically get drafted isn't the word, but you get scouted from the ages of 14 to 16. So if you haven't been scouted by 17 or 18, you kind of get the random schools, you know, the the D3s that have no funding, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I went to school, I went to Baruch, no soccer team, only the men's team. And I was like, "Eh, I don't really want to play on this men's team. But so I don't play. And then the next year I come out of the closet and I transfer schools and I go to Queens college. And it was just like a full 180. It was like, I think I just wasted so many years. Not, I mean, I don't think anyone at 19 is like, I've really led my life in the perfect way, but I (laughs) just, I just, my high, my high school is super competitive. Most of the people, most of the kids go to Ivy League. I went to Townsend Harris. So like, mm. it's a really intense school. And I was like, not a stoner, but like, uh, like the, the equivalent of like a, a, a loser kind of like jerk off. That's like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going yeah. to school, which is insane because I'm such a nerd. And so type A, but for a type A nerd school, I was like a stoner burner. Wow. So that school okay. was that type A. <laughs> That school is that type A that I looked like fucking Shia LaBeouf. So <laughs> I I transfer schools and so I go to Queens College and I come out of the closet and kind of all happens at once where I like join a women's soccer team and everything sort of comes together in this way where I feel like my most genuine self, which is very corny mm. and I'll you know be mad at myself for saying it's that later. Real, but it's real. Yeah, though. but it was yeah, it's real. And then I found this is like when the algorithm started happening. I found this like free improv class hey. on Google and I was like, okay. And because actually what had happened was I won the first UCB diversity scholarship ever. So Word. their first one ever was in 2009. And so I was like one of six people that got it, which is a really big deal. But yeah. afterwards they basically canceled the program. They changed it. I didn't get it. And I was like, well, fuck improv. Um, mm-hmm. And so I like was like, oh, I, I used to like that. Whatever happened to that. And then, um, I did this two hour free class for the magnet theater. And it was like straight up Billy Elliot when they're like, Oh, like <laughs> Billy, how do you feel when you dance? And he's like, I don't know. and they're like, but how do you feel? And you're like, Oh, he's never going to get me. He goes, I feel like a bird. Like that's like that whole monologue is how I felt about it. Yeah. Girl. I know the I feeling. Like, I feel like, yeah. Just like totally finally awake, alive. Um, yeah. Just, just really, really special and unique and, like as much as I make fun of improv, it was like the first time in my life where I was like, "Oh, I've been, oh, this is what I, I, this yeah. is what I have to be doing." Yeah, I feel you. I feel the same way. I feel like just because of the way, and obviously because of like theaters closing and everything, like and the way imp- improv is perceived in the scene now, like I feel such like a weird embarrassment about it. But it also totally. was like I was obsessed with it. I loved it yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the right reaction, too, because you're building community with other weirdos. I mean, say what you, I've been on the scene now for 10 years, so I've seen, like, all the arcs and ebbs and flows of, like... Right, right. Because also, in the beginning, I was just an improviser, and then I got into, like, sketch and stand-up and writing, so it's just, improv is the closest thing to a team sport that's not a sport, so for me, it felt really welcoming. It was like, oh, I understand how this works, like, if we all drown, we drown together. Um, So it was just great i mean obviously that doesn't always happen because you know actors are assholes and we our subconscious yeah. is at the forefront in improv mm-hmm. so it's not always you know kumbaya but yeah i just loved it so that's when i started i was 19 and so that's when i started doing performing i was very bad um and sure well so everybody honestly, is. Um, yeah <laughs> but i think being bad for 10 years is like we should probably quit uh <laughs> <laughs> hey you stuck it out you're here here I am. Um, but yeah, that was like when performing started happening. But otherwise, no, super shy. Like at, in sports, yeah, but just shy and like yeah. didn't know how to communicate. Got it. I'm curious <laughs> since you mentioned that you got the first UCB diversity scholarship. Like yeah. from from being on the scene from that point in time to now. Like I'm just curious from your perspective how you've seen the scene changing in terms of diversity initiatives or representation or just people building spaces that are that are serving their background or culture or heritage Mm -hmm. as opposed to in 09 when UCB was first offering that scholarship yeah um 
So that scholarship was, you could, okay. First of all, it's grown by leaps and bounds. I am like a diversity pipeline baby. I don't think I would be here if it weren't for those (laughs) opportunities, which is like, what's so insane about the whole thing is that, oh, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have one of those spots or slots. And like, holy shit, I wouldn't have a career. Like, so that's kind of crazy to think about. Um, But I would say it's grown a lot. Like the, the first scholarship, it was, Whoa, that was my doorbell. Hang on a second. You got that, babe? Thank you. We are getting the whole picture of Lorena on this podcast. We are getting the whole picture. Sorry, I'm so busy. You got it. It's okay. She's mad at me. My wife is mad at me, everyone. We'll follow up and see because now she'll come back and we'll find out what what the doorbell brought. Um, Yeah, so that first scholarship, it was like six of us in high school. Or no, what's in a class? 16. So it was eight of us. And they were like, yeah, we didn't want to do the full 16. So it would be eight of us for three hours, never having done improv before. And our final class, show, we did do two class shows. Two. <laughs> so we did one for 30 minutes. And I was like, we fucking killed that. That was awesome. And they're like, and now coming back to the stage is that same team. And I was like, what? And oh we literally God. have to go back out. I did a scene, I'll never forget this, where I took my hair, I put it together and I took a scrunchie and I pretended like it was a beard. Do I have a Yeah. I pretend like it was a beard. Oh, it's your shoes. My wife got shoes. So I literally go out like this, edit around this. Just edit around this. I don't know what to tell you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now I won't. I'm telling you right now I won't. I barely edit this show. I barely edit this show. I work on pure laziness, baby. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so I have this beard. I go out with someone. She does the same beard. And it's like all, not where you're supposed to do an improv. You're not, like, just so, so bad. Um, So, you know, I don't think we were, like, necessarily empowered. And we were all high schoolers. So we weren't, like, empowered to make, you know, great comedy because we just didn't know what it was. Of course. Um, But now... You know, I I just think it's a lot more intentional. And I think they've had 10 years worth of negative, critical, critically negative, specific feedback that -hmm. I think has probably, I hope, helped some of these programs out. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously, it's working. Um, It's working, but a lot of these programs are bad. They're real, real bad. Or they're run by people that do not understand three-dimensional art building. Yeah. They're just like... You like when I worked at the late show, this was 2016. Diversity mm-hmm. then, for like a more mainstream audience, audience is like just straight black men. Like people couldn't conceive, right. they were like, queer is diversity. Oh, Latin, Latin X. Okay, great. You know, like it just like Asian. Are you sure that's diversity? Yeah. And I think just like, I think, you know, there's still the fact that people are like, we're looking for diversity. Uh, uh, diverse writers drives me nuts because what does yeah. that mean? You're looking using for diverse as an writer. adjective. <laughs> using diverse as drives an adjective is so nuts. gross. Is so, so gross. gross. The number it's of like, castings. I, the number of castings that are just like looking for diverse actors. Like what oh do you God, mean, bitch? What do I, you mean? I got a casting that said looking for non-white actors, but also su- submitting some white is okay. And I was like, <laughs> this is a whole. This is the whole fucking problem. Oh that means God. that 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 original casting was please no white actors, and the casting director that is white was like, "Well, hang on a second. Let's say some are okay. <laughs> That's we don't want to so lose funny. out on some of those guys." Yeah. I would watch a short film called "Submitting Some White Is Okay." <laughs> like, That's <laughs> insane. That's an insane note. That's an insane. Note. Insane. Did I submit? Absolutely, I did. No, I didn't. Well, um, sure. But well, sure. We need no, to. No, it was on casting. It was a casting network's email. I don't. Oh I don't do those anymore. Those I are the. Those for. are the, specifically casting networks. Like the the auditions that pop up on there are uniquely insane. They're unique, New York. Yeah, I keep them because sometimes there's the random like looking for soccer player, and I'm like, excuse me, mm, um, mm, which I never mm. book. Uh, so don't worry. Word. Well, we yeah. gotta get you. We gotta get you some type of soccer focused game show gig. It sounds like that I would know. be. A dream I job. know, I know. Yeah, we're we're working on it. We are working on it. Um, we'll tune in. Tune in. Twenty twenty two will maybe be my year. <laughs> oh my god! The, where the people my year can't shit. afford Kevin Hart. Yeah, I know. Oh my god. Where people can't afford Kevin Hart. Okay, yeah. so do you want to talk about what we said we weren't sure we were going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
we can talk about it. Why not? Why not? So, I'll, I mean, I'll intro it for, for, for my mom's friends who like have no idea what the fuck, like there was a, there's been some online comedy community drama within the last week, right? This is like last week. And it was just time like- Time is irrelevant. Very, very spicy, very like, like we're talking like 550 comments here, everybody. Yeah. So we're so we're just gonna get into it. <laughs> so basically what had happened was someone, I forget his name, he outed this comedian who has been uh, insinuating, which is a nice way of putting it. Uh, another way to put it is she's been lying and pretending that mm. she is uh, Latina. And so this comedian showed some receipts of emails. Uh, I will be more specific in a second, uh, but this is what he posted. And the receipts ranged from like 2016 to like two weeks ago um, mm -hmm. when she mm -hmm. like made fun of Hilaria Baldwin, which was Hilaria um, because she is Hilaria. So um, the thread was all this conversation about uh, mainly people being like, why are you outing this person? Yeah. This is ridiculous and da, 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 da. So a lot of people started defending her. And then, um, well, I would say the tide started turning because a lot of other Latinos started speaking up. But from my own personal experience, I have uh, auditioned for a Latinx role with this person. Uh, and I was dumbfounded that she was there uh, because I was like, I'm pretty sure you're not Latina, but her way of operating was she would refer to herself as a secret Latina. She <laughs> should we say she, the immortal word? Should we say the immortal word? Oh, uh, which one is it for you? Trans Latina? Trans Latina. Oh my God, trans. And just for context, she studied abroad in Argentina for ten months. This is, yes. and she speaks Spanish perfectly, which she does. Um, but yeah, most people Oof. didn't know she wasn't Latina. Uh, and so I've, uh, it, it truly kept me awake. This whole thread, I don't know how you, up, I was up until three in the morning thinking about it because yeah, I mean, the people that. I mean, I host this show that is about like the people with intersecting identities and like the nuance mm -hmm. of like, when are you allowed to claim certain things or like who even decides that? But like the idea, right. and I, I'm like the world's whitest Latino. Like I mm -hmm. I think about, like I, I try to spend as much time as I can thinking about which spaces or which spaces I should be taking up and which spaces I shouldn't mm -hmm. be. And like, so to hear somebody who literally, cause to me, it's like a stereotype, somebody who literally like, studied abroad and then like yeah. just decided to take on the identity of being what was mm -hmm. Argentinian I forget but like Argentinian yeah well so let, I think also let's even be more specific she would ask to be put on Latinx shows right and so she specifically for Latinx yeah people. for Latinx talent and, and stand-ups or comedians and then she would say that she had just moved back from Argentina which is potentially true but what she's insinuating is that she's Argentinian or she would say that she's a secret Latina or a trans Latina or something in these emails. Okay, people defending her, they were like, but she's a good person, blah, blah, blah. The reason why this kept me awake, Adrian, is because like my entire existence <laughs> has been me understanding my Latinidad and just kind of mm -hmm. like in high school being, you know, not quote unquote Latina enough, like not being femme enough, not being all these things and mm -hmm. finally finding a comfort in the identity but also within the, like the comedy community specifically right like I go to these right. shows and so we're all so fucking different it's incredible and we're all comedians which means we all have uh, terrible defense mechanisms and a lot mm -hmm. of insecurity but like her entire way of operating is an insecure like truly insecure white woman that wants to be seen as more exotic for casting directors exactly. and why it kept me awake at night is that she's auditioning for things. She's made a full career off of Latinidad, is not Latina. And these casting directors are like, yeah, see, this is the kind of Latina I want. She's basically white, you know, like is what's going on in their head. Right. Because they're, they're like, oh, she's, of course she should get this. She, I, and it's the like, the fuckery of it is people being like, but she's a nice person. And you're like, um, monsters could be nice people. Like yeah, murders, that's the thing. there's some murders and rapists that I adore. That's but the like, thing that got me is like the sheer number of people who are like, I don't know, she was nice to me, dude. Like, 
this is somebody who's literally taking away jobs from people like yeah. for for jobs that are specifically it's not like she's just like taking whatever job jobs that are specifically for latinx talent and like right just the, like the like it wasn't necessarily always like outright bald face lying it was like clever like lies no, by it omission was it was like, yeah 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 it's super nefarious it was calculated it was, like, it was calculated yeah i don't put on a fucking japanese accent because i think it's going to be fun and delightful for people to you know what i mean like mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then like pretend to have a different i don't pretend to be like indigenous because i'm like oh that's hot now i mean to go back to the whole diversity conversation this was happening when diversity was getting hot so right. like she could she benefited so much from starting to do that like instead of just being like i am fluent in this language um so it's upsetting i put a comment up uh that garnered some conversation but yeah i, I don't know it was uh i didn't sleep and that's the, the part that kills me well oh, because yeah. she then apologized i don't you know this really goes deep her apology was uh the apology was weird upsetting. The apology was real weird. The apology was like, I'd like to thank the Academy. It was like very- and Also like, I'm also gonna like low-key like- work And also low-key like workout bits during it. Like now is not the time. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I literally was like, I texted this to a friend. The apology needed to be, thank you everyone. Uh, I appreciate this. I'm gonna take some time to grow and learn as most, you know, whatever. Ooh, sorry, I just burped. Oh God, <laughs> probably right. a sign to stop talking about this. <laughs> yeah, <anyway. laughs> um, but yeah, it just needed to be that simple. Just like I'm so sorry. I'm going to continue to, yeah. to do my best to grow and change. And period. End of sentence. Yeah, and, and it's such a whole thing. yeah. And to your point about like casting directors and the the way the industry views Latinx talent as a whole, like this was such a microcosm of that. Like if we're if we're so ready to excuse someone because they were nice to me at a show, like then that's just like perpetuating like a casting director or a network head mm -hmm. or like anybody in a position right. of power to, to to just look for that type of Latina or whatever, to yeah. just look for trans Latinas, I guess. Yeah, they're looking, I mean, but that's, but that's like the horrific thing is this is the whole problem, right? If you're just right. having a bunch of white casting directors, like, you know, I the worst, just not nimble at all in their language. They don't understand, like, yeah. I, I get it that you're casting for something and it's specific, but you need to be able to have some type of discourse around race if you are casting around race. Like, yeah. I have a friend who, she has this great video about how actors access is like not specific enough, or it's just it, like, it's crazy what they're like, what part are you from? Or what does your hair look like? And it's so vague and just kind of like, right. and yet they're looking for very specific parts. It's all bonkers. I mean, we're in the wrong industry. We're just really- It's, it's, an, it's an insane thing to choose to do with your life. And yet I continue to choose. It. Yeah. Can you, yeah. Can you imagine if this were the 1980s? And we just had to be like, well, we just got to deal with it. It's like, fuck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. our, maybe our children will really have like, be the thespians that just get to be their truest selves. Maybe, but I'm sure we'll find yeah. a, a, a new way to fuck everything. Yeah, up. holograms. <laughs> holograms is what diversity is going to look like in 15 yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And the whole like thing, I mean, even I, like when I was starting out, like auditioning professionally, like I remember having whatever. Oh, first, your professional like, audition? What's, oh, sorry. I, oh, sorry. Yeah. I do this for a living. Yeah. No, I audition. I do audition. But I'm talking like <laughs> auditioning, not for like an improv house team, like for something that would. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, uh, I know what you mean. But also, it does feel like I audition for a living. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, 100%. Oh, I mean, we don't book, we audition for no. a living. Yeah. Yeah, talk to me about the, what's your experience auditioning been like? I'll tell you, but I, I want you to finish your sentence. You were saying the uh, first time you auditioned. I, I low-key forget, I low-key forget. Let's okay, great, great, great. You're just gonna make it up. Um, <laughs> so my auditioning went like this. I booked a national commercial, which was great. Like it was in my mm -hmm. like third audition and I was like, pay I'm that not rent. Shit. Pay that pay rent. Pay that rent, baby. Um, and then basically have booked smatterings of random yeah. things um i just don't think i think uh, what's the word i like okay i host a show on amazon that's a live deals show 
And it's basically mm-hmm. like, do you need a vacuum? And because there's so many mainstream <laughs> like Magoo people that can provide the information, I can just be like, hmm, my vacuum's from 1807. I definitely need one. And so like, I have that flexibility to be myself. But uh-huh. I think when you're casting for commercials, there's so many, like the, between the casting director and the agency, so much changes. And just like having written scripts for agencies, you're yeah. like, this is not even what it originally was meant to be. And then it ends up being this weird, not funny thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like in this awkward zone of not attractive enough and not schlubby enough and (laughs) not a man. Like if I were a straight man, I would be killing it. Mm -hmm. I am Mm -hmm. just, ooh, a janitor. And we just can't, (laughs) we just can't. No, like truly, if I was just a man, they'd be like, oh, this confidence and like swagger makes sense. But like, because I'm a woman, they're like, where do we, where do we put her? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the commercial world specifically yeah. is so crazy. I used to work at a commercial production company and like I, oh, I, no. I watched, should I say it? Fuck it. Just I used to work at, out. I used to work at O Positive. Do you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just like such a, that. yeah, I mean, my favorite too. And now it's weird because I like, <laughs> I audition for this, their shit now. And I'm like, hey, can y'all just like book me on something? Like, yeah, what the fuck? totally um so it was it like horrible just seeing the behind the scenes yeah just well also just like commercials just make me sad fundamentally I mean I'd love to book one would love to book one (laughs) I need money I'm in so much debt but like just the whole like if you think about like just I just witnessed the sheer amount of waste like the sheer amount of Mm -hmm. financial and literal waste that goes into oh yeah selling Snickers bars and just I'll never forget like I was, I was, I started as an office PA and I, I for mm-hmm. some reason, I came across like a showbiz file of the budget for one of the spots uh, oh and just God. seeing, just seeing the director, I was like, oh, these directors make more in one 12 hour day than I do in I a know. year. <laughs> like, I know, shit. I know that's, I mean, I literally, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm like, oh, I need to direct these commercials yeah. that like I did. Um, So that first commercial I booked was for this. Oscar it was for the Super Bowl originally and then they it got derailed and so it went to the Oscars what a sentence yeah and then (laughs) I booked I was like okay we so we flew out to New Orleans and Mm. I was one of the principals so I was this uh lady if you go on my Instagram I'm wearing an all like hot pink suit so plug that Instagram plug that Instagram get on colonial man face get on uh, at colonial man face if you want to see it it's a deep scroll Mm -hmm. but like so my first experience was so radically different from anything I've ever had since because I flew out, I partied for two days. I was on this commercial for two days. It was a fucking parade of mm. 200 people. I was one of the wow. leads and I was in a suit. So everyone called me the like mayor of the parade because I looked like the fucking mayor. And so I was there for another day, flew back. My <laughs> wife was like, you are insufferable. It was like being on drugs. Like coming back with the come down was so hard of just like yeah. having so much attention. My first big thing, I got to be like funny and cool. Mm-hmm. We were like in New Orleans, just so fucking random. I mean, shit, I acted like, like that after I booked my first like one line, nothing part on something. Yeah, I, acted, yeah. I acted like I was fucking George Clooney and everybody was like, yeah. uh, chill, <laughs> chill. You played a delivery man, like chill. Yeah, yeah. and you got cut out of it. No, but mm-hmm. then like my next Facts. big thing was like um, I did an Apple commercial and I was almost fucking cut, cut out of it. Like you just see me do like a thing. And it mm. was like a miracle that I even pitched. I was like, oh, I can do this with a pen. And they're like, oh, great. But like, no, no, no. It's just, it's so impossible. You're competing with, and like they're the worst of the worst of the industry because it's not meaningful. It's their, all their, um, all the art gets compromised for business and shitty decisions, you know? So yeah. And not, and not to mention, rodeo. and specifically in the like auditioning for Latinx roles within the commercial world <laughs> is like another yeah. like insane, I'll never, I'm not gonna name the casting director, but one time I went in for, it was a bilingual spot. Uh, uh-huh. And I was like I in the room with the assistant. I'm sure you did, I'm <laughs> sure you did. And I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna silently communicate who this casting director is with my eyes. <laughs> Okay, got it. Yeah, okay. got it. So okay. I'm, I'm like in the room with the assistant and three other actors. It was like a four-person thing, and like oh, they, we had Christ. to like go that? literally. We had to go down the line, like do our slate and say like if we spoke Spanish, which I do. And then uh-huh. the so the assistant's like whatever he takes, and then the 
head casting director, the like boss walks into the room, I guess, to like say something to the assistant, looks at me, pauses, looks at me up and down and then goes and, and whispers, whispers to the assistant and the assistant goes, no, we like, we, he's Peruvian. Like we checked, we talked about this. And like, they say this out loud in front of me and three other actors. And I was just like, ah, oh, I felt, I've never felt more uncomfortable in my life. And then I did the fucking, whatever it was, like <laughs> Cheeto commercial, I don't know. Yeah, Caesar's pizza, yeah. Yes, yes, um, yes. One, I am so sorry. Two, this is, you're really bringing me back to how horrible commercials are. I uh-huh. did a bilingual spot and the Spanish was wrong. And I corrected wow. them. And they're like, thank you so much. And I was like, great. I got to get the call back. Mentioned that I had corrected it like an idiot. They were so upset. They're like, oh, well, good job, I guess. And I was like, okay, Ooh. not the group. This is not the group. This is not the group. Oof, oof, um, oof. But I am so sorry. It's so, I mean, I booked a commercial once where they were looking for ex-cons. <laughs> like literally, I'm not kidding. It was me with people that had been to prison. Wow. And when I say they, I was wearing a Canadian tuxedo because I was like, okay, they're looking for tough. So I thought, I thought all <laughs> denim would look like a uniform, like kind of like a badass prison uniform. <laughs> and so I go in and my joke when I'm ever in the, like in the thing is I try to say that I look like Thomas Jefferson's ghost or I look like Rudolf Yankovic and like, you know, uh-huh. it makes the people laugh, whatever. Because I think eight commercials is 85% are you likable enough to hang out with for yep. 12 days? And then 15%, can you stand there and not be nervous? Great, you, you booked. Um, yep. I'd say that's a so perfect get, description. Okay, great, thank you. Um, so I tell him I'm Thomas Jefferson's ghost, make them laugh. And then the prisoner dude was like, didn't get the joke. And he's like, ha, 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 yeah, that's good. Like, you know, someone that's like trying to like <laughs> keep up. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So then we do the thing and he decides to improv with me. Like, so the, he's like, I think we're really going to, it was for Medic, Medicare. We were scamming like Got older it. adults to like uh-huh. steal their social security. He's like, I can't wait to scam these older adults. How many <laughs> numbers are there in a social security? And I was like, Greg, I would hang up the phone. Greg, I think they can hear you. You know, just like try. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was so fucking bad. But we booked it. Thank God. Hey, that's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. What was your delivery line? What was your um, gig? Oh, it was um, it was that show Younger, with um, Hillary Duff, and like it was, it's like one of those random TV shows. Um, but I, okay. when I when I booked it, I literally felt like I'd won twelve Grammys. I was like, <laughs> it, it was amazing. But then I did also I got cut out oh, of. It is amazing. I got cut out of this um, short-lived sketch show that nobody remembers. It that was on BT and Tell Fifty me. Cent. Fifty Cent was the executive producer and oh, an cool. act and an actor on it, and I shot a oh, sketch with him where he like screams at me and points a prop gun in my face and then got cut out of the sketch and that was like I when I tell you I was devastated like I literally like told my friends when it was airing and we like sat in the room like getting cut out of shit for the first time is so heart-wrenching yeah wow and this is on for the first time yeah because the second and third much easier you're like I know it um oh yeah I'm so sorry how did you not develop a drinking problem Oh, <laughs> who says, who says I didn't? Oh, okay. Yep. Got it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I think we're running. I think we're, cause we got to get you out of here, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, is there anything yeah. we haven't touched on that you want to throw in before we like plug and end the show? Um, you know, I have nothing to say. I just uh, hope <laughs> we can all be kinder, more empathetic human beings. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, no, what have we talked about? We haven't talked, I guess, about my soccer career. Did we talk about it? Maybe. It, it was touched on briefly. You want to get into it a little bit? Sure. Pe- people like that. I don't know. Might be nice. <laughs> for the soccer heads. <laughs> for the soccer heads out there. Oh, it's fine. Um, so, sorry, there's a baby crying. I don't know if you can hear this baby. Uh, barely. A little bit. Okay, sorry. The baby's me. Wee! Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I um no I mean I guess I'm talking about it. It's just more of that. Uh, so I played. I was supposed to play in Italy, and then uh, I had this tryout with the Colombia national team, and I got pneumonia, Ooh. and so I missed. Yeah, yeah. So I missed the World Cup, and oh that's what what like drove me to pursue comedy for real because I was like, I gotta make money. You know who makes money? Wow. Female <laughs> comedians. Yeah. 
So that's the most fucked up logic I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and that's why I'm bad at my job. Um, no, so I lived in Cambodia and Germany and Italy for a while afterwards, just like oh, distraught shit. and lost. Yeah, yeah, and I was teaching and then like came back to New York because I was done in Cambodia. I, I had an ex that stole money from me. So I was just like fucking lost in the sauce and Man. then got the job at the late show. And that's wow. basically how I transitioned out of, yeah. And you were gonna, you were gonna, I was about to say audition. You were gonna try out for the national, were you gonna audition for the national soccer team? I was gonna audition. They said jazz hands. Um, I was gonna audition. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really sad because it was such a random tryout that I managed to score. I mean, it was insane. That guy I think ended up like getting sexual harassment charges or something. Okay, it was for right. that. It was for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I think I would have made the team, but Definitely. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But we um, needed you in comedy. We needed you yeah. here in comedy. <laughs> we needed me here to do all these podcasts. Imagine that butterfly effect, all those podcast episodes I would not have done. Ugh. Yeah. And I think the world would have been a lot worse off for it. Thank you for saying that. I, yeah, if there's, thank you so much. It, if there is one worthwhile thing in this world at this current moment, it is your <laughs> podcast appearances. <laughs> <laughs> which cobbled together make a hundred listens yes so that's, that's what you yes. want yeah, yeah oh story of my life story of my life yeah um i guess that's all i wanted to add i don't i have nothing Beautiful. i have nothing good to say There's you've said you've already you've already said lots of good shit i i promise okay thank you, you. okay i thanks. promise you thanks, thank you so much for doing this thank you for being yeah here. and yeah, hopefully we can do it again me. sometime yeah of course mm, well i'll think about it i'm pretty slammed i'm Clearly. Oh, just cool. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll call your people or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And we're done. Unwind from the grind. And of all that I know, I promise you this. Material shit don't make you rich. And that's it for this week's episode of La Mescla. Thank you so much to Lorena Rusi for coming in. And by coming in, I mean logging on to a Zoom call. Thank you, Zoom, I guess. I literally hate you so much. I can't wait for the day where I can actually sit in a room with the guests on this show. But uh, for now, you're a necessary evil, Zoom. Uh, thank you to uh, Authentic Talent Literary Management for hooking the show up, as always. Uh, thank you to you for listening. Please um, share and review and subscribe and all the stuff you do for a podcast. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show or you know somebody who you think should be on the show, um, please feel free to DM the show on Instagram at La Mescla Pod and follow that account and all the good shit that comes from it and um, look out for some new stuff coming the rest of this year. Comida se vida por uma mulher bonita não vacila, não pisa na bola. Eu perdi meu caminho, mas lembrei da volta. Agarra tua chance de sucesso e não solta. Não paro pra nada, cara, nem quebra mola. Melhor coisa que eu fiz foi pra escola. Olha só como é que o mundo roda. Joguei fora energia negativa e em troca ganhei inspiração. Então anota aí, eu só quero ser feliz.